You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. So this new series that we're that I'm, I'm going to speak on is Come What May, right? It's off of the new song that, that our worship team has put out. And so I had an opportunity. I'm like asking a question like, what, what can I preach? What does that even mean to me, right? I'm sitting there thinking and uh, there's, a, there's a verse in there that says, come what may, nothing is going to steal my praise. So I'm going to focus on that, nothing is going to steal my praise. And so this first half of the message, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm just going to talk about my testimony. So I'm not going to do no teaching, I'm not going to do nothing, I'm not going to break anything down in the Greek or the Hebrew, and I, I am just going to share my testimony. Um, this testimony is the Macon's testimony, and so, but it's from my point of view. In, in what's happening. So I do believe that God's going to minister to you guys. He's going to speak to you guys through the words that I say. So that's what I'm believing for. And Sunday night we left Connect Rally and I went home and I was like, T minus three days, I better start coming up with a message. So I sat, I sat in my bed, I pulled out the MacBook and I was like, I'm just going to write the thoughts because I felt like God was speaking to me all day. Like from the moment I got up on the way to church, he was just speaking and that's just how father's son should be. And so as I'm sitting here jotting down notes, um, I knew what I wanted to speak on. I knew what he put on my heart, and I went to him like, hey, can I speak on this? Is it too early? Is it too late? Like, and he just gave me the confirmation. But in about 10, 15 minutes, as Leanna and Mercy are doing like a Lego set, they have their back face towards me. Thank God. I have just tears rolling down my face. And as tears were coming, my heart's heavy, and I'm like, God, I got to hold it together. Come on. Are you sure you want me to do this? And and he was showing me people's faces in the, in the audience, and I seen people crying, and, and I'm asking him, like, what's going on? And, and he gave me a couple words, and one is the holes in people's hearts here tonight are going to be sealed, um, that there's going to be some broken hearts that are mended. And the third thing is that those who feel unqualified uh, because of their past or their testimony are now, like, they're going to have the revelation that they're qualified, that they're accepted. And so with that being said... Um, Let's pray. I'm going to pray. So you guys don't pray with me. But Heavenly Father, God, I thank you right now for this opportunity to speak to your people. God, I ask right now that restoration would hit the hearts of everybody under the sound of my voice. I declare right now that anybody that has a past that is here to haunt them, we declare right now wholeness. We declare right now your oil that heals. And we declare right now that the the sealed holes, we declare the the broken hearts mended, and the unqualified get the revelation that they are qualified tonight. Lord, right now, remove from me, from my message, anything that glorifies myself, but all I want to do is point it back to you, God. So I thank you right now for using me as a vessel. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Take a drink. Hold on. Took the water from Jake and tastes like vodka, man. What the heck? <laughs> Just kidding, it's gin, all right? It's just gin, don't worry about it. Um, I love the worship songs that we sang because they're about miracles. And I love that last one, and I actually requested it because I have seen real life resurrection. I have seen broken bodies healed. I have seen prodigals come home, mental health restored. I've seen all those things, and it's just amazing that we could step into this church and prophesy and believe that. But Daniel said something up here, and he gave my opening scripture. Um, so I know the Holy Spirit's here today. Revelation 12, 11. 
It says they've, they've conquered him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And I'm going to focus on that second part, the word of your testimony. Like I said, I'm going to be sharing my testimony tonight. And I'm going to prophesy that I'm already overcome because I have victory in Christ. And so he's talking about each and every one of you right now. So this is the context of what I'm going to be talking about today. And I do have notes. So forgive me if I don't make eye contact. I have to find my place. And so here we are. Um, coming back to the series, Come What May. I'm sitting there thinking, like, this is a, challenge. this is a challenging thing to, to actually have faith in God to be whatever comes my way. Whatever. I'm still going to praise Jesus. And it's hard because we're here at a spirit-filled church, and I'm supposed to be a spirit. I am a spirit-filled believer, but when, you, when you're a spirit-filled believer, we declare a thing. And we speak a thing, and then we cast out a thing or two or 5,000, and we tend to send them into some pigs. We do some dirty stuff, and we do some very powerful things, right? We break agreements with a thing. We agree with a thing, whether it's a prophetic word from one of us or the Logos written word of God. We come into agreement of that. And so what happens when you don't see that thing that you're prophesying against or speaking against? What, what happens when you don't see that thing shifting or moving? And I'm like, oh, that's hard. So I'm like, what topic am I going to speak on here? And I just have to share my testimony. And I just understand that there's so much power in that. But it's like, what do you do? You pray still, right? You still worship Jesus. You still lift your hands. You still come to church. You still come up to the altar when ministry time is here. And that's kind of my story through this. This is a, a big journey here. So, um, like I said, that's, that's what I'm going to be speaking on. But the title of my message tonight is In the Valley. And with that, like I said, we walk through many trials and tribulations and even just the funkiest things, even just having bad days at work or bad days at home being a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, right? And I th- immediately, like, actually last week I got the, I was thinking about Job and how when Job was going through everything and the house fell on his kids and he just lost everything and he, there, he's at one point of his life where he's breaking pottery and he's scraping his skin because it itches. And I will tell you, just this wasn't in my message, but I awakened conference this last year. I must have got sunburned or something happened where I had this hell of an itch to where I was trying to set up kids' church and I was crying on the way up to San Marcos. And I'm like, we need to pull over. And I'm like, that's exactly what Job went through. Like, if I had a piece of pottery to scrape myself, that's what I would be doing. And some of us are so tormented like that and sometimes. But Job 13, 15, it's not in here, but it says that, though he may slay me, I will still trust him. And that's where my faith is during this valley that I want to describe to you guys in. Um, So I want to bring up a picture of my family. There you go. I, uh, so if you guys don't know us, that's Mercy and Leanna. This, obviously, I look a little different, right? A little different. Yeah, the, my wife is probably like, I want that David back. But this wasn't recent. This was a few years ago. And so when I talk about this, this valley that we're walking through, I just want to let you know that this is a good time frame to look at my face, look at Mercy's face and Leanna, and just the joy that we have, the bond that we have. And it's all in Christ Jesus. It's all that was brought us together. And so I, uh, you guys can keep it up or remove it, whatever. But I want to tell you guys about Mercy's pregnancy with Leanna. I love this because her pregnancy was practically perfect in every way. Like nothing was wrong. I'm talking like 
no, no fatigue, no throwing up, no morning sickness, none of that. Matter of fact, we went to a steakhouse the night that she was going to give birth, and she just came home, and she's like, water broke, let's go to the hospital, middle of the night, I say right around midnight or so, and we get there, and by six or seven o'clock in the morning, Leanna's here. I'm talking like, the doctor was like, oh, you got a few more hours, and my mom and her mom were like, no, come on, we're getting this baby out, and just perfect, and I remember Leanna coming out, and Leanna was, she, they placed her on, on Mercy's chest, and I remember at that time, the only thing I thought, not she's beautiful, proud of you, I said, God is real. That was the revelation I had of a baby. And I seen her looking into her mom's eyes, and I seen this little Native American baby, and I'm like, she's just so beautiful now, but, like, God is real. Like, how did that come out of that? And I'm feeling this, and it's just, it's craziness. But we spent a few years living life with Leanna, and then we started trying for more. And when we started trying for more, we got a positive pregnancy test, and we went and bought Leanna a shirt that says Big Sister, and we were going to announce it, and... Um, we, we ended up finding ourselves in the, in the ER and Mercy was crying. She's in pain. She has this pain down her leg and her back. And, uh, the doctor ends up telling us like, there's nothing there. And I seen it in my wife's face. I felt it in my heart and I'm like, but I'm a, we're, we're Christians. We declared a thing and we believed a thing and and, and the pain and the struggle, and I'm like, oh, my God. And so after, I'm going to do my best not to look at you guys because this is not going to work out. But um, after, after, that one, after that one loss, we felt that we were being drugged through a valley. But yet we still worship God. And, and what we didn't understand is we had another one. And two was kind of like, well, if you got through one, we could get through one. And that's, like I said, this is my point of view. And while my wife was going through it physically and spiritually and emotionally, I was going through it just spiritually and emotionally. So I checked out, and I probably got hard heart. And number three hit me really hard to where I would just weep and cry. And I remember, I think it was on number four, I remember she was at the doctor, and I remember I was on the phone with Pastor Michael, and I remember crying out, like, I just don't want to lose this baby. I just don't want to. And then during those first four or so, I had my friends around me, and they would come up and they would say, I'm praying for you. I'm believing for you. Uh, I've even had friends that were like, I'm fasting for you. I'm, whatever it takes, I'm believing. And, and so it was just believing and laying it on of hands, and, and things were, I felt like I was getting a little bit of gas in my tank. I said, okay, thank you. Six years now, we're, we're in the middle of year five, and we're still walking through this valley. And as we're walking through this valley, I've noticed that a lot of our conversations with our friends are not always, I'm still praying for you, I'm still believing for you. And so I start to draw back and no more fasting for us. And there's no more, I'm believing for you. And, and yes, we do get it. So please just understand I'm in the middle of my story, but it got really tough on me as a man. Like, what do I do? What am I believing for? And so, you know, if... Our faith, here was my faith described. Can God do miracles? Absolutely. Have I seen miracles? Absolutely. Have they came through my hands? Absolutely. But will he do it for us? I kind of had a question mark, like, I don't know. But yet, he's still good. He still does miracles. And that's where my faith was. And, and so, 
as we're walking through this valley, like I said, I just, I've noticed conversations shifted around us. And then things start to happen in these years, and um, I just want to say that, like, it's crazy what God brings you through. It's, it's crazy that in our valley that there's paths, and this is the way I describe it. One of the ways I describe it is like this type of valley. It's dark. It's not like a valley, like, what's on your ranch dressing valley. This is the type of valley where it's tough, it's dark. I can't see, and I could literally turn left, and you never know, I might have to make another left or a right, but you know what? The light at the end of that is God leading us. But it still doesn't take away from the reality that we're in a valley. And so I believe, like, speaking to you guys, that there's valleys that you guys walk through. There's struggles that you walk through, and it's really hard sometimes to come into church and to praise and to dance and to do all these things and to serve and You've guys been through things. Maybe you found yourself in, you know, in, in this drunken spin down and you made these mistakes. I, I, you're, I, I don't know what to say, man. I, some of them are your mistakes and some of them are just life hits you. Some of us are depression. Some of it's suicide. I, I was ready to attempt suicide twice, like I've mentioned to some of you guys. I was in that valley. And it's just really, really tough. And so we, I don't know what some of you guys go through, what the valleys you guys go through. But it's been really, really hard to walk through a valley together. And I do want to say that um, in the valley sometimes, there's so much beauty. And if you guys can see the beauty that's in the valley, I mean, that, the picture alone, I didn't submit that picture, so I don't know. But even the beauty of that little river running through is so beautiful. And so in our process, in our walk, like in the high school we got asked to come over to run kids' church. In an active miscarriage, we've got asked to come over and do kids' church. And so we're like, man, this, God, what are you doing? I'm still trusting you. You're walking us through this, but I believe the next one we're not going to miscarry. I believe the next one that we're going to, to continue to walk through this together. And um, th- my first point on that is there's beauty even in the valley. Even in the valleys, there's beauty. And so I want you guys to challenge yourself to see if you're walking through a struggle, if you're walking through depression, if you're walking through some sort of separation, uh, anything like that. I just I want to challenge you guys to find the beauty in that. And, and that's where God is. You know, you see, God, when you pour yourself completely out, that's, that's the end of you. But that's the very beginning of God. And sometimes when you have so much pride that you're like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to take it on, you give no room for God to move. And so you've got to be completely poured out like a drink offering. Come on. Come on. And uh, so I wanted to say, our time in Kid Church, I want, to, I want to be quick with this season, this season of going through our troubles. We take over Kid Church as far as service leads, and that's a big position. That's a very, like, I'm running around from class to class, and I'm preaching in bigs, and I'm doing the jumpy all by myself while you guys are all partying over there at the tent. Yes, I said it. Um, <laughs> Yes, uh, for a season. Um, but the funny thing is I kept being drawn into Bub's class. The Bub's, if you guys don't know, is the babies. And I would love to be in Bub's, and I would just hang out, and yes, I would talk to the volunteers and hang out with them, but just the, the little kids that would come up to me. And so I remember the beauty that I found in this valley was I, there's one of our little boys, and he's still in here today. And I pulled him out of Bub's class, and I said, let's go take for a walk, because in the next 
three or four months, you're going to be ready to move up to Littles. And so I took him out. I turned the corner, and I'm just bawling. And I wanted to show you guys a picture that I took because this is my little boy, Austin, and I joke with him all the time, and he, uh, we joke about having a beard for him and stuff, but he's holding my middle finger, like the tip of, that's his whole hand on my middle finger. And I turned that corner at West Hills, and I said, God, like, can I have a son? You know, like, I love Austin, and we, we took him, and I let him play in the jumpy with his shoes on, and, and I found the beauty of God speaking to me in these situations that I'm actually, like, what you guys don't know is in that season, Mercy doing check-in, she only could sit down. She couldn't do anything in, in any of the other classes. And when other people were calling out sick, Mercy was the first servant to step up, like she is tonight. And, and I love it because God showed us so much beauty in that valley. And, God, and Romans eight twenty eight says, you know, that God uses all things together for good. And for us, walking through this journey together is just understanding that God has everything and he's going to turn it around for good. So my promise that I hear from that verse is if it's not good, it's not over. Right? And I want you guys to see that too. So if you guys aren't living in the fruitfulness in that, it's not over. Keep trusting God. He's going to walk you through that valley. So um, before I get off of that season, because I, I, I am being honest with you guys, the Macons are still in that valley. I'm not living there, and I'm not camping in there, but that for some reason, that valley that we're walking through is just extra long, and I can't understand it. And maybe some of you guys can't understand the valley that you guys might be in. I would love to come hype you guys up. That's another message for another day. I would come, love to kind of give you something, but I want to tell you that there's so much power in what God does in the valleys. Like, once you get healed and whole in that, you can, you can walk through a valley, you can run through a valley, and if you have to crawl for a season, you can do that. But my faith was starting to stagger, if I'm honest with you. Because the enemy would come in and try to sow seeds of offense. Like, well, so-and-so got a baby. What about us? And I'm not talking in this church. I'm just saying there's people on the streets that are maybe addicts that are going through some things. And they have five, six, seven kids. And here they are pregnant again. And we're like, God, we're building your kingdom. We're doing everything we can. What's up? Do you hear me? And I want to ask you guys that same thing. Like, are you guys ever going through anything like that where you guys can cry out to God and just don't understand? That, that's where we are. But the biggest thing that I had on my heart is I went from, God, I declare right now I loosen heaven, my son. I thank you right now that this is the month. My prayers went, were like that. And you guys would hear my prayers in morning prayer too. God, if you, I know you're there, like, but if you want to, I'm here. My wife, now is the perfect time to my prayers went to God, please. One word, one word prayers, please. And I feel like when you're at the end of your rope like that, like there's such an intimacy, like a child to a father. And I want to encourage that chase for you guys to just see God as that father, because there's so much beauty in that. And we're sitting here standing in the come what may. God, if, if Leanna's all I ever get, she's our miracle baby. And I understand that, but I know God has promised me because he's given me prophetic words through, I'll probably say 20, 30 of you guys like have came up to us and would say certain things. You know, the funny thing is every prophetic word that we ever got about our future child is everybody comes up and says, it's a boy. 
Yes, he's, he's, de- he's declaring twins, but people have seen a boy, a boy only. Like, I understand there are more children because God had showed me, but there was one beautiful moment I was in worship. And I was lifting my hands, and I had my eyes closed, and I seen my son, and he was sitting in a car seat, and Mercy had him dressed up, and his little hair was, like, slick to the side. And I have to, I have to understand that that right there was a promise God was showing me. God is not a liar, so if he shows you something, like, I want you to hold on to that. And that's what got us through, so... I want to say that when the enemy tried to come in and sow seeds of offense, um, it was weird because people come into our connect group and they were barren and we would lay hands on them and they would have a miracle baby and that miracle baby would be in kids church and then they would get pregnant again with another miracle baby and we're like, yes, and we would count it all joy and we would be so happy and, and I remember when Jake told us at man's prayer that, that joy was, was pregnant with Julia and I got so happy. I'm like, yes, and then come you know, Gemma and, and a lot of you guys that have babies, infants now, like those are children we prayed for. Those are, those are children that I love seeing the miracles because now we, we, you know, you don't really understand the value of a closed door until you're behind that. And so we see your, your children and we understand is such a miracle, this process of life. And I get to be back there and hold your bubs and bounce them around and it's so fun, but the enemy would come in and you better believe he's trying to talk us down. And it's, 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 it's mind-boggling. And then people would come to you, be like, here's your answer. Here's your answer to get a child. You got to do this, and you got to do that. And you got to do this, and you got to do that. And you got to understand that everything is by the grace of God. Like, yes, there's things I could work out. And yes, there's natural things that we could, remedies we can help out. But do you guys know that those words hurt? Those words would hurt. And... It was tough, and the enemy would come in, and we'd have to take it back to Jesus. And we'd be like, Lord, walk me through this canyon. Walk me through this valley right now. And so I, I wanted to say that during this process, I had, I had this weird gift that came to me to where, like I said, somebody would come to us. We would pray for them. Things would shift, and they'd be pregnant the next month. And then all of a sudden, like, I started seeing things in the, in the supernatural, and I'm like, God, why? Give me another gift. Like, let me go do something else. But, like, why this gift of, like, praying for people to have babies, and it happens? And why prophesying words to people? And there was this one moment at um, San Marcos. I was running backstage, and I'm not going to use no names, but there was this couple that was backstage, and I was running back down this alley by the green room. And as I passed them real quick, I seen a baby. I seen it in the carrier and I seen dad with a strapped diaper bag and mom had a blanket and I get what I came to get and I turn back around and there was no baby. I'm like, dude, did somebody just take that baby? Like what? I know I'm not losing my mind. And I remember I stopped and I said something like, hey bro, I thought I seen you with a baby or a diaper bag. Like that's crazy. And so I was like, I'll just prophesy over you and just declare you're having a baby. And then as I left, I felt the couple kind of like look at each other and kind of say some things. And I left and I ran into them at Balboa. And their best friends that go to this campus told me, they said, bro, you don't know. He's like, you said something to them that meant something. They were going through a miscarriage like the week before. And they were going through this hurt. And I was like, oh, my gosh. 
my heart hurts because I just said something that could have hurt them. I know what it's like to have six opportunities like this and people saying things. So I was like, I need to fess up to this. And I wanted to give a scripture on 1 Corinthians 13, 9. I want to I read it for you guys because this should help you in the prophetic ministry here. It says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. And sometimes when you see a thing, it's not the full image. It's, it's just a, a something. Like, I see something, and I don't know what it is. But Paul's saying in here that, like, you, you will see something in part, and now it's up to you to go and either prophesy or bring something to come to pass. And I knew that the word of a prophet is subject to a prophet, so I wanted to take full responsibility. So I went up to that couple, and I said, I'm completely sorry if I hurt you guys' feelings, if I said anything. I want to take full ownership. But I did see a baby. And I don't know, like, I can't, I don't know what God was showing me, but I seen a baby, and I just, I want to stay in agreement with you guys. Later on, he comes up to me, and he says, a f- few months down the road, he's like, we're pregnant. He's like, I don't know what you did, but we're pregnant. Like, I, you said something, and it, it bought a spark in us, and we're pregnant. And I said, cool. And so I seen him on the stage one day, and I, as, I, as I looked at them, I seen the baby girl. And the baby girl looked just like mama. And I, so I went up to the friends, and I said, hey. I don't know their gender, but God just told me it's going to be a girl and it's going to look like mom. Gender reveal next week, it's a girl. And so it's like they, they come to pass, and I'm like, every single time that happens, there's people in this room that I've seen those same things for. I would like, God, why? why? Why would you do something like this? And we're all the body. We're all the body. And what's a build up? And so, like, I, I wanted to say that point number two for me is you can be prophetic in the valley. So anytime that you're going through the valley, don't ever let that disqualify you. Don't ever let it think that I can't speak into this or I don't know how to pray. So therefore, I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to be a praying man or I don't know something or I'm struggling really, really hard. Like you limit yourself. You get what I'm saying? Like you still have a little bit left in the cup and you don't allow God to move. And so, um, you know. Like I said, the, the updated part of that story is God has given me gifts that I can't completely understand. I don't know why some of the things that happen, but the thing is, when you stand on God's word that in the context that God is good, I promise you that any valley that you walk through, you link up in this room, you link up with people in here, you link up with your Emerge team, you link up with your Connect group, like they're going to help walk you through that valley. Because so many times, I, what got me through is a couple friends lowered Mercy and I down through the roof, down into the presence of Jesus, and we felt a spark of a miracle happen. And so, like, get in, get in connection. And I want to say that um, I, I do want to kind of minister into some of those areas. But when I'm talking about barrenness and I'm talking about miscarrying, in the natural, yes, I am talking about that. But for some of you guys don't have that issue. Obviously, guys, we don't. You know, I don't know. There's some people out there that think they do, but there's some spiritual miscarriages that you guys go through. There's some giftings and talents that you guys don't understand what happened. But I do want to prophetically say that like God's gifts, right? He doesn't, he doesn't pull them back. He doesn't take them away. He doesn't give to just take away. That's not who God is. And I just want to say that if you have a dream that's inside of you, like no matter if that dream is dead, our God is a resurrecting God. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so my point three kind of sums up some of my thing is 
I, I felt this whole week that there's so many of you guys that feel disqualified. And I, like I said, I just wanted to say that uh, you're not disqualified. Like God sees you. God sees your, your testimony. And just like in Revelation, when he says you've overcome the enemy by the word, uh, blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony, share your testimony. Because you know what it says right before that is just that you've already, that's how we have overcome. So I just want to, I, I want to, I wanted to ask a few of you guys um, to be bold enough to come up and get some ministry. You know how many times Mercy and I have came up to the, the altar and most of the time it's, what, what would you like us to pray for? And we're praying for a baby. And I don't know if the very next time we come up to the altar, if the miracle is going to happen. So just don't stop yourself from coming up here. Like, I, I want to invite people up here that what I felt God was, let me see, let me find my, he, anybody struggling or believing for babies, like the Makins, I'm telling you right now, there's a God who does miracles. And, and how, how tough is that to say that I don't have my miracle in hand, but I'm believing for you guys because that's all I do. That's all I do. And I believe for my brothers, I believe for my sisters. So if there's any struggling pregnancies or a history of that, I definitely want to have the ministry team come up and, and we want to break some of those things off. We want to come into agreement with you. Um, struggling to get pregnant. And I'm talking to men too. In the natural, but in your dreams, in your vision in the God-sized things and the things that God wants you to do in life. Maybe God is calling you to come serve in this house and you're struggling to put that seed to an egg and you're, you're struggling to actually pull the trigger on that. Some of you guys, it's, it's going to cherish uh, or, or men or uh, emerge. It's, it's tough for you guys to go. You guys will eliminate the excuse right now and what you're doing is you're not allowing God to move. Some of you, there's a stronghold that just keeps you from getting in connection with this, with, with this, with this body of Christ, and you're having a miscarriage week after week after week, you're coming in and you're just going right back out. So when I say tonight that if you're struggling getting pregnant, this is for everybody. Prophetically speaking, I just want to speak into you guys. I also, in that list that God had given me was anybody struggling with postpartum depression, even if your child's four or five years old and you struggle to postpartum depression, let's come break that off. Let's break it off because what that can do is that can mess with your kids still. You can have that orphan spirit. I want to dive into that um, for some of you guys. The other, the other group of guys that I, of people that I want to come up here are those who feel like there's closed doors in your life and you feel like you have accepted the come what may. So if something negative came your way, you came into agreement instead of fighting through that with Christ. So if you feel like a closed door is taking place in your life, whether it's in ministry, in business, in, with a spouse, with a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife, kids, I want you guys to come forward in that. And I wanted to ask you guys, so if, um, I wanted to share a quick story, really quick. I was at a merge ranch this last, some of us were at the ranch this last Saturday, and one of my boys that are in kids' church, we were talking, and, he, and I asked him if he wanted to do the tithe message on Sunday, and his 
countenance went from here to no. And I said, why? Why don't you want to do the tithe message? Like, you've been in kids' church your whole life. Like, what's up? And he goes, I'm just not good at it. And I said, okay, well, what if I did the message with you and you can um, maybe just pray? No, I'm not that good. And he hangs his head. And, and I said, man, who told you that? And going back to Genesis when Adam and Eve were walking in the garden and, and, and they're walking around naked and, and they were afraid, they were ashamed and they're trying to cover themselves and, and God says that same thing to, to them like, who told you that you were naked? And the same thing I want to tell you guys, who told you that you're unqualified? Who told you that you can't speak to mountains and they can move? Who told you that God can't do a miracle in your life? So if you guys could stand with me real quick, I guess, since some of you guys are already standing. Again, if you're believing for a child, if you've had a negative report in that area, if you've struggled with pregnancies in the past, and if you're having difficulties with pregnancies now, if you have postpartum depression, ministry team, I want to invite you guys up. And I, I want you guys to take a bold faith and just walk up. For those who aren't pregnant or struggle with that stuff, dreams and businesses, did God give you a business and you just let it die off? Come up to the front. Let's work this off. So Heavenly Father, God, I thank you right now that you're a resurrecting God, that you're a God that is all-powerful and all-knowing, Lord Jesus. I thank you that when you formed and fashioned every single one of us, Lord God, that you put a seed inside of us that is destined for greatness. God, I speak right now to the God dreams that maybe we've miscarried. I speak right now to the wombs of women in here, the seed of men. You come into agreement to what God says, to what God reveals. And I declare right now pregnancies. I declare right now pregnancies in the supernatural, in the natural, God. I thank you that those children would be joining this kid's church. I speak over my wife in this moment, and I declare right now that the, that the end of the valley is here. Lord, I thank you for men. Men being pregnant like Pastor Jurgen's prophetic vision with a God thing, with a God dream. I speak right now to the tear ducts. I speak right now for the hard hearts that they would be released right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you would touch the hearts of men and women in this room. Lord, I declare right now a soft heart. I come against the, the words of doubt, negative doctor reports right now in anyone's health. And I declare right now, in the name of Jesus right now, be fruitful and multiply. God, I thank you for an anointing. God, I ask an anointing around the friends, around those that are hurting, the friends that struggle through miscarriage, the friends that are struggling with relationship problems, that you would anoint them right now to be friends, a royal priesthood, that you would, that you would bring them right now to, to minister to the broken hearts. God, we speak to the husbands that are not here in this room tonight. And I release a word right now from this pulpit, from this stage right now, that you're calling godly men back into this, into this church, 
into communion with you, God. So God, I thank you right now for your word that shifts things. I thank you that you're a miracle worker. Lord, I lift up right now every single person that's going to come forward and ask that you would bless them with what's on their heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.